three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. This is your humble host Hunter here, and I'm here with Scott. Scott, how you doing, sir? Excellent, Hunter. How you doing? Oh well, I'm two and zero in one fantasy league, and zero and two in another one. Two and zero in the one that matters. Yeah, so you know the fantasy gods giveth and taketh away, but uh, they are cool. But we're, they really are, man. It's just uh, if you had if you had or have Christian McCaffrey or a Saquon Barkley, my genuine condolences go out to you because that that sucks. <laughs> but I digress. Um, we are here to talk about um, Casino Royale, which I haven't watched probably in about ooh, about five years, six years. Like it's been a minute since I watched it, and. With the Bond films, uh, the Craig Bond films uh, set uh, to uh, end in November, uh, we'll see if it gets pushed back or not. Uh, with uh, no time, uh, with no time to die, figured, hey, we should start re-reviewing the the, the Craig films. So we didn't review Casino Royale because the podcast wasn't a thing <laughs> back then, uh, back in 06. But I did want to go ahead and give this movie some praise because. For my money, and uh, this might be a hot take, it this is my second favorite Bond film. Wow, all time, all time of the twenty-seven. Yep. Wow. This is this is my second favorite. And um, it's a good it's a good one, I would say, and it, it's and it's pure pure Bond too. I feel like, and we'll get into it, but. Um, yeah, yeah. This one, this is the this is the movie that kind of set off first of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, and it raked it in. They had like uh, over half a billion dollars box office. Yeah, it did well. It, it did, did very, very well. well. Yeah, and then looking at kind of the previous ones, it was kind of teetering off there for a while. After you had uh, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton. Then Pierce Brosnan kind of picked it up again, and they were seemed like making more money then. But um, yeah, this is kind of a kind of a contrast between Pierce Brosnan, I would say. Um, both kind of like pretty boys, but in, <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's, I think that's what's a good way to? Put what's it. your opinion of of Daniel Craig as Bond? So okay, so. I'm a big so it's weird. Daniel Craig is kind of like Russell Crowe in that sense of I go like, oh, I love Daniel Craig, but then if someone goes like, what do you love him in? And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, right. uh, Lair Cake. Uh, actually, I like him in Golden Compass. Actually, that that that's fair. Um, Cowboys and Aliens, you know, eh. uh, <laughs> Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Actually, it's funny going through Craig's filmography right now. So. I was a big fan of Knives Out. I don't know if you saw that, but that was I good. I wasn't in, I wasn't in love with it uh, like everyone else was, but I did enjoy it. Um, what I, I now I can't remember if you were in the review for this, but uh, Logan Lucky, did you ever see that? I really like that one. 
Dude, I love Logan Lucky. I, I, I'm a little upset that movie didn't get more love. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, his character's name's Joe Bang. Like, I think that shit's hilarious. Yeah, doesn't he have, like, a kind of a southern twang? He does, yeah. Oh, which is man. why I'd... We should watch that again. Oh, dude, I'd, I'd be down for that. Uh, Trump commentary? I'd be down for that. <laughs> but uh, we can talk to all the Trump voters. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure love that movie. But um, so Martin Campbell, he's a director. Uh, uh, of of uh, Casino Royale, right? He actually has a history of Bond, which I was not really aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was a director uh, to go old school here on that TV show Homicide: Life on the Street, which I fucking loved that show as a kid. Um, but he was also the director of my first favorite Bond film. He was a director on a uh, Goldeneye, yep. which which I stand, which again is my favorite Bond film. Uh, he's also director on Mask of Zorro, and I love yep. Mask of Zorro. So it's <laughs> I, like very solid action background, a vertical limit, which is like I like vertical pre- <laughs> like pretty great movie when you're ten years old and yeah. like you want to watch like a sweet like rock climbing movie. Um, it's <laughs> it always reminds me of that the opening scene of Ace Ventura. When he's trying oh, to get, yeah. he's trying to get the raccoon. Um, yeah, that seems emotional, man. <laughs> but yeah, he's in Green Lantern. He did in 20, 2011. Which I mean, um, you know, I'm sure he wouldn't want that one on there. Right, but do? still, he's been involved in a lot of, you know, when you think of action, those are I feel like past past the test. Yes, yeah. as, as far as solid action movies. And he actually did that uh, that movie with Pierce Brosnan and uh, Jackie Chan called The Foreigner, which came out a couple mm-hmm. years ago that yep. I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, so he's got a he's got a solid background. Uh, th- Cra- so I think we have to talk about what led us to Craig's Bond. So Brosnan did Goldeneye again, my favorite Bond film. Then he does a Tomorrow Never Dies, which I thought was good, not great, but good. But then that's where the turn kind of started, because then he does The World Is Not Enough, where Denise Richards is playing a nuclear scientist, which... We had a we be- had a real fascination with, like, Russians at that time yeah. period. I feel like late 90s, early 2000s, you, like, any, any game you would play or any movie, the bad guy's definitely a Russian. And they, like, they leaned hard into that. They, they, they did. I mean, you know, this is before their rigging elections, but, uh, but, we had, but we had that movie. And then what was the one after that? Die that was a, Yeah, and that is where the wheels just fell the fuck off on Bond because I've rewatched, I actually rewatched Die Another Day about four months ago because I just wanted to laugh. And outside of the, there, there's a, a sword fight scene that I actually think is pretty fucking badass outside of that the movie's really bad like it's a really bad it's a really bad movie um doesn't really make a lot of sense at at parts where when bond is writing a makeshifts uh surfboard on cgi waves it's like okay well this is done so they rightfully so MGM went, we need to reboot this shit. So they get damn Craig. And what I appreciate about this is that, and if you go back and watch the films, it's very obvious that they're clearly copying uh, Christopher Nolan <laughs> as far as how the movies are set up, because 
this is essentially James Bond begins. Like really even beat for beat as far as the story as far as the story points. It's, it's very eerily similar. So the movie starts off with Craig's Bond. And the thing I do appreciate about this film in particular is that he becomes a double O to start uh-huh. off the film. I do like that explanation. Yeah, which I always remember going, okay, that's actually clever. Plus it's in black and white and I, I'm I'm a sucker for old, you know, for little subtle film tricks like that. So the guy he's talking to in the beginning even says, you know, if M was so sure I was bent, uh, she'd send a double O and it flashes back to Bond beating the shit out of this guy in a bathroom. I was like, holy crap. Like, I remember seeing this in theaters going, damn, okay. Like, Bond's not fucking around. And that is the thing from Jump that this movie does as far as going, yeah, you get... I, the, the film has some moments of humor, but it's never, you know, like, slapstick, wink, wink. It, mm-hmm. You don't get any Daniel Craig, uh, Pierce Brosnan lines where he's going, oh, I thought Christmas only came once a year. You don't get any of that <laughs> <laughs> You know, you don't get any... Which, uh, you kind of miss those one-liners because, like, that's kind of what make Bond Bond. But I think at this point in our society, <laughs> it's yeah, important to like, leave that behind. And I'm going to be honest, dude. Like, like I've talked about this. I even talked about this when Skyfall came uh, – or when, especially when Spectre came out. Bond is really – Bond is turning into the parody that Archer makes fun of Bond about <laughs> because – really bond needs to there are some traits about bond that need to be uh redefined i'll say because, <laughs> because yeah well, because but, i mean the Ar- archer is that guy Ar- archer is the sean connery version basically you know like he's this is true this misogynistic like that's why i think james bond movies are are so interesting because they're in their own category they're kind of in their own bubble because like yes even up until 2002 the last pierce brosnan movie they still kind of have those undertones and like but it within within james bond it's like you can kind of like brush it off because it's just 007 it's like oh He's kind of a sleaze ball who uh, hits on women all the time and is like a really cool spy. Um, that's like almost admissible just because of the long history. I mean, it goes, this dates back to 1962. Dr. No was the, the first one. But yeah, um, I think it's it's kind of in I, that's the way I I view these Bond movies. It's like kind of on their own on 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 their own curve. Like I don't think I've seen a James Bond movie and been like this needs an Oscar or like <laughs> there needs to be some awards for this because it's it is what it is. Like it's a spy movie and we love them. But I think like Casino Royale. It's like he says it starts off kind of his origin and him, him earning his double O. Um, but it's just like all the classic James like bond pieces, like the beginning opening sequences. Um, and sometimes it can feel fluky, but other times it's like, Oh, this is like, you know, reminiscent and nostalgic a little bit. Um, and they're kind of fun when they're in the theater because we, we just watched, uh, after we just watched this one, 
at home, it didn't quite have that same feel. I don't know if you felt the same about that, but they really do jump into the, the action quick. So I will say for me, as far as kind of the, like, judging them as, like, almost... Yeah, like sorry, I kind of went all over the place with that no, one. No, 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 you're good, man. That's why we do this, man. Uh, as far as, like, kind of judging them on their own merits, I, I get what you're saying. For me, Spectre kind of broke that apart when he fucks the girl after her <laughs> husband had died, like, 20 minutes earlier. I was like, sure. okay, movie. Yeah. I was like, I'm trying to give you some rope, but you're hanging yourself with it. I... <laughs> I, I will say, out of the Craig Bond films, this is by far the least um, cringeworthy in that aspect. Because, mm-hmm. and I think that's actually the thing I like the most about this about this Bond in particular, is that it explains... Because the movie goes, not even out of its way, it's very, like, M is so over Bond before he's even a double O. He's like this <laughs> Like, she fucker. hates him already. <clears throat> Yeah, like she's over him, uh, played brilliantly by uh, by uh, Judy Dench. Uh, it was nice to see her not playing a cat. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but what I love about this movie in particular is that it really goes out of its way to develop the relationship between him and uh, him and M. And very much like Archer, which of course parodies 007, it shows that Bond is just smarter, uh, smarter than the average bear or smarter than the average double O in this case, because he just hacks into her computer like it's nothing. But it, it shows that Bond isn't just, you know, all you know, all guns and all that. Like, he actually is an intelligent uh, agent. Admittedly, with an ego, which I appreciate how that's brought into the, into the mm-hmm. forefront later on. But as far as the action, man, you're right. The, the, so the film, as far as its plot, it's kind of... I won't say it's all over the place, but you do have to be paying attention, which I don't think is a bad thing either, because, you know, Die Another Day, I remember paying attention going, this plot's fucking insane, why are yeah. they doing this? But this- well, and, and I was I was telling telling uh, my girlfriend, is like, it, Bond movies are, the plot in Bond movies is just a, a bridge and a device to get from action scene to action scene. It's like, they just... The, the plot is there to guide you along some sort of, like, you know, reality where he's just constantly in a car, car chase or getting <laughs> shot at or, you know, drowning someone or something like that. And it, but it's like that's you're along for the ride and it's like very quick. And that's what I think it does well is it, it keeps it precise and quick and it doesn't linger, which I think is important. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I I want to uh, echo what you said about M. I think you know Judy Dench is like classic, classic M. It's really funny too because the movie is on for about an hour till the actual plot kind of kicks in. Right, right. Which I don't remember that at all. So I watched this on Sunday, this past Sunday, because I woke up at five a.m. because you know my body's just like, sure, you don't need sleep. And so I was up and I was like, I'll rewatch it now. And first off, the whole uh the, the whole him becoming double O leading to the uh the title sequences, mm-hmm. uh, that is something I do love about these Craig Bond films. I would say for me, Skyfall is still the best uh opening credit sequence that they've done. Uh not even a huge Adele fan, but Skyfall is 
one of the best themes that they've ever done for Bond. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. mwah. But this movie, uh, when the movie starts off, he's chasing this guy, I want to say Uganda, I want to say. Um, he's chasing this dude, and I gotta say, man, this reminds me very much of Men in Black, where uh, Will Smith's uh, Jay is chasing that one alien. That alien just seems like he's almost got, mm-hmm. like, super jump enabled, because yep. this this brother that he's chasing is like <laughs> scaling, scaling like a construction site and doing flips and shit. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I was getting tired watching Bond chase. <laughs> I was like, at at a point, I would just be like, all right, cool, we don't need to kill him. Like, he'll he'll come down eventually. <laughs> but that but was a long ass scene too. That it was, was. Like, kind of impressive. But it's so well done though. Like, uh, the, 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 <laughs> so. I have to point this out, and it's it's not a complaint, but it is there. So there is this point where the guy is hiding behind like this these tubes because they're on this construction site, and he's looking around. And he's like, "Oh, I don't see Bond. I don't see Bond." And he kind of goes like, "Oh, okay." And then Bond just comes through on a tractor. <laughs> <But> like fifteen <laughs> seconds later, I was like, "Wow, Bond apparently has tractor ability. Like, there's no tomorrow." <laughs> kind of like, "All right." Sure. That was the that was the Pierce Brosnan in a tank, <clears throat> blowing through a blowing through a bridge. That moment where he does his. Yeah. I was expecting the the tie adjustment at that point. Oh yeah, okay. So I I do love that scene, Sky, when he does that. But anyways, <laughs> but but so you know how I am of heights, man. They're they're fighting on top of this this crane, and I might like my hand was genuinely twitching. I'm like, please don't be up that high. Cause I'll tell you right now, the moment he, anyone goes up that high, I, I don't care what he has. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm just going <laughs> to wait for you to come down because fuck that. But bond goes ahead and shoots up this, uh, this embassy, which makes him super happy. So bond is pretty much not put on, uh, not, not, not put on timeout, but he's basically on a very short leash after that, which is where we cut to one of my favorite actors working in Hollywood. We point to, uh, we go ahead and join uh, the Shifra, who's played by Mads Mikkelsen. And of course, if you guys have listened to the podcast, you know what a big Hannibal fan I am. I'm still hope, holding that hope for season five. Please, God damn it, let that happen. But Mads Mikkelsen, man, it's amazing how he can say so little and be so terrifying. Like, he's just a scary looking guy and i mean that respectfully like i think he's uh like he's just a great actor but he has this very intimidating uh very much like javier bardem for me Mm -hmm. in skyfall he just has this very intense uh this intensity about him that's so natural that i really appreciate but it is it's uh, not like he they they do such a great job like with his makeup and stuff too with his um with his eyes kind of cloudy, one of his eyes cloudy, and he cries blood occasionally, which is like kind of hilarious. Um, but yeah, he's I I love Mads. He's just such a great villainous, like super mysterious too. It's like you never know what his next move is gonna gonna be, which is what I love out of a out of a villain character. But just super strong actor to go across from Daniel Craig. Same. And what I love about his character in particular is that he's just funding, he's essentially funding terrorism. Like it's like, uh, it's very similar to uh, kind of like the, uh, the other guys where mm-hmm. he's taking all these people's money and saying, Oh yeah, your money's safe. But he's kind of, you know, 
almost playing Monopoly with it, essentially. And, you know, that catches up to him. So he's like, oh, shit, I need to host this poker game uh, in uh, Montenegro uh, at Casino Royale, hence the name. And so I will just say for me, I'm not a poker player. I suck at card games unless uh, the words Uno or Go or Fish are in the title. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm terrible at fucking cards. So I felt... So I've lost 20 bucks on like a parlay ticket and been really pissed off when Bond is given with 10 million to buy mm-hmm. in. Yep. And, th- and then there's the added pressure because uh, the character, we, the main character or the other main character we haven't brought up yet, Vesper, who's played by Eva Green, when she brings up the fact that, oh, yeah, I'm sure you've already thought about the fact that if you lose that we will have been funding terrorism. I was like, oh, fuck, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. And yep. you kind of see this look on Bond's face where he goes, oh, shit, that's not good. Like, oops, I didn't think about that. Thanks, bitch. Like, it's, it's a really great moment of Craig's face where he sells that realization that, mm-hmm. you know, that that would be a thing. Uh, so, so I have to point out, too, about, about Bond here. He is chasing this one guy early on who he believes works for Le Chiffre. And in, uh, the guy he's chasing has a wife. And so Bond, of course, beat. <laughs> so Bond is uh, Bond's like tuning up. He's like warming up. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. get your gotta get your poker hands. You know, loose. And so he beats his guy in poker for his um for his. Uh, oh my god, the name of the car is uh, uh what Ash Martin? Like, yeah, Maserati uh, or something like that. Yeah, but he beats him for that for that classic Bond car, which I thought was a uh, very yeah, clever. The, yeah, Ash Martin. Yep. Yeah, which I thought was a very clever way to get Bond that uh-huh. car. I was like, okay, that's that props on that. When he, when he drove up to that resort in like a Ford Focus, I was like, guys, come on, <laughs> this can't be his car. <laughs> yeah, it it almost be like Bond drinking a Heineken. Oh wait, but uh, but, <laughs> but I laughed really hard at that because you see that, and I agree. If you look at the car, and you go, this isn't Bond. Like this mm-hmm. isn't like this needs to be, you know. More, more of a douchey car and so when he wins a car you go okay makes sense yeah but i like it too but what i love about that scene is that he of course uh seduces her and goes oh hey go back to my room one drink uh uh and so she she does go back with him but bond for once in his life actually isn't that into it he's actually asking her information which by the way guys and gals does kill the mood by the way if you do that and so he flat out calls what is it uh champagne and caviar for her and he goes to the airport where her husband's heading to set this bomb off and that scene in particular now i I, i've brought up on the podcast before how much i hate flying if i was in this airport oh my god i would just go straight home (laughs) and not leave my house again uh i love that scene though that whole chase scene in the airport uh, first off, that's oh, this is oh six. So I mean, uh-huh. you think shit's bad now? I mean, it would have <laughs> like there's people would be all over the place on this shit. But I really appreciate a how actual quickly security is on this shit. I was like, oh, what a concept! Because you know there are those movies where security guards are almost like walking in a circle. They're like, oh, right. something's happening. Like I actually appreciate the way that they made this somewhat realistic as far as you know, bomb being handcuffed because. 
he's the first one they see and all that. Um, also, the switch that Bond makes with the bomb, I thought was fucking brilliant. I was like, oh, you sly boots. But him leaving the man's wife in her, in his room leads to her getting killed. And I went, okay, this movie's really kind of hammering home the consequences of, you know, Bond's admittedly very reckless actions at points. So I was like, okay. Like, I, I, I really appreciate that. Um, so I brought up Eva Green earlier, uh, who plays Vesper. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest complaint about the movie, is that the whole twist with her, as far as where she ends up, I just kind of went really... I mean, we can spoil it if we want. Oh, oh yeah, dude. If you haven't seen Casino Royale by now, like, it's been 15 <laughs> years. What do you want? But, but the fact that she was working for the bad guys, I just mm-hmm. didn't think they... It just felt like they pulled that out for, yeah. like it didn't feel like they developed it enough for it to have the impact that it was supposed to have at the end. Do you think? Do you think that was the development of their relationship? Because I feel like Daniel Craig was just all over, like just in love with her, like almost for no reason. Like not, yeah, she's you know beautiful, or he's enthralled with her looks or whatever, and she kind of has the quip about her, but. I don't know, it's just, like, that's not Bond to me. Bond is, like, on to the next all the time. And I, I know that they were trying to build that for that moment when she died, which was, I thought was really good. I think Daniel Craig pulled that off, I gotta say. Um, but I, I feel like that was... Uh, did you have a problem with maybe the way that was that relationship was built? Or was that just, you know, second second to the fact? I'm actually kind of right there with you. Like, I don't... So, I love the line where he's just like... It, where M is kind of like... Doesn't come out and say, I'm sorry, but... He yeah. goes, you know, the you know the bitch is dead. You know, just moves on. Yep, yep. But... It, it felt like she was there just to excuse... Bond's womanizing from her moving forward. And right. I think if you're going to do that, you need to develop the relationship more. And I just didn't feel... Like, I they tried. I, I genuinely feel like they tried, but I just... Because they have that scene in the train where they're kind of, like, pseudo-analyzing each other, which I thought was actually brilliant because uh-huh. she, she kind of sees through his bullshit way quicker than... Right. Maybe as quickly as even M does. Like, she's very much on it, which I appreciated that. But... And just from a looks perspective, I mean, look, I don't think either of us would kick Eva Green out of bed. And to, to, to fully, to, you know, I know we are, yeah. we're not reviewing it yet. Uh, we'll, we'll review Quantum Solace, but I'd go on a killing spree, too, if someone took Eva Green away from me. But but it just, I didn't feel, like, I almost felt that this movie, if it had been maybe uh, 15 minutes-ish, I know that would have been pushing it to almost two hours, 45 minutes, but... I needed a little bit more of them getting to know each other outside of the case to kind of warrant where the relationship ends up. I think for me, it's kind of where it fell a little short. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't I don't think their relationship was properly built. But is like that's that's where like the conflict comes with this this bond bond style movie is when you have them ha- like be, fall in love then you're deciding to develop those, that relationship. And that's just not the ebb and flow of, of like a 007 movie where it's action, action girl, you know, 
uh, <laughs> action, girl, girl, action, action, where it's there's he's he's like I said he's always on to the next one and I think when you when you add in add in this like long term type of relationship and you build up for that moment but you don't allow you have to focus on it more and when you focus on it more you kind of take away from the action and what you really love about it <clears throat> which I think it took away from is like a lot of the tech parts of it I feel like you probably could have done a little bit more to get into the tech aspects of it that that make bond movies really fun and the only my only other gripe i think with this movie was well, it's not even really a gripe it's just more of a suggestion i, I feel like the the poker scene it it happens like midway to three quarters of the movie it's it happens really quickly and I feel like that should be the climax of this movie in a way. And okay. it, it turned out to be the climax partially was about, you know, the girl. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I really, I enjoyed it for, for a bond movie, but it was just like, it, it was okay to me. It wasn't like one of my, one of my favorites, I would say it's probably, you know, top 15, top 10. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think that maybe might, may have been why was kind of taking some of the other, other bond aspects that I like kind of away from kind of the classic style and kind of trying to redo it in a, a different way with the relationship. So I think for me, as far as the gadgets, cause I, I'll be the first to admit, I, I was really happy, uh, because of Skyfall, uh, because we do get Q back in the fold and, and right. I uh, uh, pl- played by a Paddington and it would have been a lot funnier if Q was just Paddington the bear that would have been, <laughs> been Paddington Bond crossover the crossover you didn't know you needed but I, this movie in particular I, I, I do agree with you to an extent it would have been nice so there is that scene where he gets poisoned which I'll tell you right now if someone poisoned right. my margarita I'd be fucking furious and, <laughs> He, he has to go ahead and actually talk to Q Brand, uh, or talk to MI6 about how mm-hmm. to walk himself through not, you know, dying, which I thought that scene in particular was fucking intense because Bond's was, sweating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was sitting there like, oh man, this would. So, first off, I have a huge fear of like drowning. That's probably my biggest fear. So, that's the kind elevator of it... scene was not cool then. No, not at all. <laughs> like this, I'm like, this is fucking terrifying. But I I love that that near death scene in particular. I love the scene in the uh, in the hallway that he has with the um I I, I think they're from Uganda, but uh, the the uh, darker skinned gentleman who are at the poker <laughs> game and he's he's making out with Vesper to go ahead and keep their cover. They notice the earpiece and go, "Oh fuck you." And go to shoot him. I was like, "Okay, this is this is working really well." I I know we're kind of sh- not shitting on the relationship, but I appreciate the scene where Vesper is in the uh is in the shower. She's uh so I was going to make a joke, but because <laughs> where she's in the shower and she's really essentially having a panic attack. And I was like, "Okay, I I appreciate that they're trying to humanize her again. Didn't always work, but I did actually appreciate that. That was that was so unexpected. Even watching it through again, I haven't seen it in a while either. And then kind of remembering that he consoles her in the shower is like that was like 
whoa, this is not the James Bond that I know. You know what I mean? Like, more of a loving, kind of endearing kind of person. Yeah, so I I understood it makes more sense where he... Because, again, this Bond is not polished. This is very much, you know, like almost like your rookie year if you're, you know, a, a pro athlete where he is rough around the edges. I love that part where he tells uh, the guy that they're working with, uh, Mathis, he tells her, uh, tells him, you know, get the girl out. And he goes and grabs a knife and he's just going to go stab <laughs> Lashifra. I was like, holy shit, like he's just over it uh, because he lost what was it? He lost his 10 million. And I'll be honest, I've lost 20, but I don't say I lost 20 million yesterday. I've lost 20 bucks and been very pissed off. Losing 10 million, I feel like I'd go on a shooting spree. So it was a fair enough, man. I'd probably kill someone too. But I, I like those kind of psychotic breaks that Bond has because let's be real, man. Bond's not stable. He has a license to kill. Like Bond, yeah. Bond shoots way more people than he really ever needs to. And we haven't reviewed Quantum of the Solace, but we will get there. And I, I, I do appreciate these little breaks of what Bond is going to end up becoming down the road. Um, I, I, I know we've talked about it. So, of course, Bond ends up winning because why wouldn't he? Um, the thing that I... This movie in particular has one of my favorite Bond scenes ever. Vesper gets kidnapped. And so Bond is going, uh, gets in the car and tries to go, you know, uh, Saver. So the villains, top marks here, by the way, they tie her up in the middle of the road and just leave her there. So Bond almost hits her, uh, goes ahead, swerves, flips his car, what, 20 times? Yeah. 30 times? Let, let's be clear, Superman wouldn't have survived, survived that car crash. Like, it's, it's, it's a little much for him to survive, admittedly. But, <laughs> but, Dude, it leads to one of the best torture scenes I've seen in a film ever because it's so simple. La Chifra ties a knot using this rope and just hits him in the balls and or dick <laughs> <laughs> like over and over again. And I'll tell you right now, I have accidentally had someone like even graze there and it's almost ruined my day. So getting hit <laughs> in the balls with a knot, I'm sure it would really fuck you up plus the concept that you'd be pissing blood for i'm assuming at least a day or two afterwards that doesn't sound pleasant either so it's like well okay fair enough um yeah that one's a hard that's a hard scene to watch it really is man like being like again i just woken up so i'm watching this like at 6 30 and my cat is in my lap kind of looking up like What's happening? And I'm like, oh, because I kept wincing. And he kept looking back like, are you okay? I'm like, no, this, this fucking hurts me to watch. But I do agree with you, though, in the sense of I almost wish part of of uh, Quantum of Solace. Because Quantum of Solace is only, it's under two hours. It's only an hour and 45 minutes. I almost wish that first 20, 30 minutes maybe had been him and Vesper's relationship continuing and then her getting killed and then it going into the, the plot proper, if that makes sense. I think mm-hmm. that actually would have helped uh, helped out quite a bit because the end of this where she goes, oh, well, I'm going to go off and get things. I remember just in, in the theater going, oh, God damn it. Like, she's bad. Like, I remember just when they laid that out, I was like, oh, you just really revealed your hand there. So, 
when she dies, it is just kind of like, uh, okay. So again, I, I, I do think the last 15 minutes actually does hurt the film, ironically enough. I, I like where it ends because you get a, you know, Bond, James Bond. You get that. But mm-hmm. it, it is frustrating because I thought the film was so great for most of it. And I think it does peter out in the last 20 minutes or so. So um, going to final thoughts, though, like I said, I now I'm actually thinking about it. Is this my second favorite Bond film? Because I'm and no one I say is because I think about Skyfall. Mm hmm. And while the last act of Skyfall really does irk me, that turns into Home Alone. Um, I, it, it does. It really turns into fucking Home Alone. I, I love Javier Bardem so much in that fucking movie, and he's just such a dick. And the action, I think, is the best that it's been in a Bond film outside of Goldeneye. So, yeah, I, I might, I might. Once we review Skyfall, I might actually say it's my second favorite Bond film. But regardless, for now. I'll stick with Casino, but I think this is a great, great Bond film. Like I said, it does have issues, but this is a hell of a debut for Daniel Craig, and it revitalized Bond when everyone thought Bond was kind of done. So I'm going to give this a solid A. I think it's a really great Bond film. Like I said, some issues, but I really enjoy it. So A for me. Uh, Scott, final thoughts? Great, sir. Yeah, I think you, you said it. Just now, I think about um, how it really jump-started this run for Daniel Craig. And I think that's the important part here is it got people excited again about it and where maybe Pierce Brosnan didn't didn't quite bring that. I think he kind of drew people in. But, I mean, I think this really was the one that <clears throat> kick-started it off again. And I think Daniel Craig is, like, I would say he's my second favorite uh, you know, right behind Sean Connery, as I far as Connery go, the classic, right? It's hard. Oh, well, do I love guy. Connery, man? <clears throat> but yeah, I, it's 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 everything that you want from a Bond movie. Um, and but like I said, I think the few things that were missing were some of my favorite things about Bond movies. But you you still get the action, you still get the girls, you still get you know the whole poker aspect is such like a classic. Um, uh, motifs. This is like very um, uh, old school and something that you can really lean into. Um, and I think they really did a great job with this movie. Um, definitely has, but I, I just keep going back and forth because it's like on the spectrum of Bond, you know? That's what I compare it to is other Bond, Bond movies um, and not like cinema in, in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this movie is a B plus. Okay. Um, it's super fun to watch, and within the Bond realm, it's a you know, I'd, it's a definitely a top ten. I would say. Um, I I think it's it's definitely up there, and I think I don't know. I just really enjoy Daniel Craig. This is it has all the Bond aspects though of like the there's a little bit of uh, you kind of roll your eyes at some of the dialogue. Or, like, I can't get over Daniel Craig's, like, little pouty mouth. He has, like, <laughs> such this, the, he has the poutiest lips ever. Yeah, he does. And, and it's just, like, <laughs> hard not to notice. You think he's doing a face, and you're like, oh, no, that's just his face. 
Or like he's like it in an intense scene, he's like trying to run and he's got his lips all pursed together. Which I mean, <laughs> I'm sure some people like are really into that. And that's awesome. But it's just like kind of distracting sometimes. Anyways, that's my little thing. But yeah, I would <laughs> I, I would I would go B plus. I really liked it and um I I really like Daniel Craig, so it's it's kind of an easy movie to enjoy. Fair enough. Um yeah, you know it's funny. I didn't even think about that, but he he does kind of have Patty. Those those. Because I, I hadn't seen Patty. this movie in a while, and it really came came back to me at once. Like, oh wow, it's like he wants to give me a big old snooch. <laughs> well, maybe he does. I mean, you know, in my dreams. I, I mean, I will say that scene of him coming out of the water. Ow! But uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, that, I I'm actually gonna bring that up real quick. Did, did you think his shorts were like way short <laughs> even for a baby? <laughs> like, like they were like the NBA yeah. shorts oh, yeah. in the eighties, man. I was like, wow, those are yeah. Cool. They were very, very short. They they were like running shorts, like you know, yeah. short running. <laughs> yeah. Who wears short shorts? But, Bond but wears tight. short shorts. They're like super tight though. They're not like loosey goosey. They're they're tight on those buns. Yeah, like like you get you get a good amount of Craig Campbell toe, like because of these shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah, they're shapes. But, they are shapes. Yeah. So so hey, you know if you're into that, then you've got about ninety seconds of movie <laughs> you can watch because Craig Campbell toe. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, Casino Royale. Have you seen it? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook. At the real pineapple, that's R E E L pineapple. Follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Newman the First. And you can go ahead and like, share, subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, uh, and Amazon Music and Spotify at the Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this weekend for. Harley Quinn season one. I'm already halfway through it, and uh, spoiler alert: I'm really liking what I'm seeing so far. While I've, uh, I've been trying to review Umbrella Academy season one and two for like three weeks, I'm finally gonna get that done. It's just other stuff keeps coming up. But uh, just post reviews for the Babysitter and the Babysitter Killer Queen; those are up now, and uh, we will have a review up as well for WandaVision, the first trailer that came out this past Sunday at the Emmys, but guys stay safe out there. Wear a mask for fuck's sake. Um, if you're not registered to vote, please get registered to vote so we can, um, vote certain people out of office. That shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to put that Very out subtle. There. Very subtle. Yeah. What can I say? I'm a subtle guy, but everyone, please stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.